Welcome into Jets Nation Radio. I'm Angus Hout, and uh, this is a bit of a different episode. We've got a guest today, uh, probably one of the nicest guys out in the world, uh, Dan from Hockey Fights. How's it going, buddy? Well, Angus, you sold me so highly already. I don't know if I can keep up with that. <laughs> yeah, that's really all I know about you. You're a big Oilers fan, you're Hockey Fights guy, and arguably the nicest guy on the internet right now. <laughs> Who's telling you these things? Uh, well, just... I appreciate you saying it. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a life that we live, right? It's, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're running lanes with the jets and, and with the, uh, all around our, our socials and everything. And then they've got me running lanes with hockey fights now. Yeah. For four years. And of course, yeah, working over at Oilers nation is, uh, was always the dream and it was always the goal. And so, uh, yeah, I've, I'm, I'm living the dream five years later. Right on. Uh, how did you end up getting to work for uh, Oilers Nation and uh, Hockey Fights? Well, I was working, I was living out in Halifax and uh, and I just, you know, started following these guys early on. Uh, way back in 2006, I was heavily involved with like Sportsnet's forums. Sportsnet used to have hockey forums and and that was my pre-Twitter days. And uh, so anyways, got got kind of on board with the Oilers Nation guys from afar and when I moved back here, I just started showing up at every one of their events, telling them that I wanted to work for them, that I wanted a job. And I just became incessant to the point where uh, during the 2017 playoff run, of course, our first uh, first appearance in the playoffs in quite some time, I believe the number was 11 years. Uh, we got to we, I, I got to host some some parties for the nation uh, just because they were short on bodies and, and people getting tickets and stuff. So, uh, so yeah, it was, uh, it was just kind of, it started just from a grind and, and an annoyance. And uh, here we are now I've, uh, I, like I said, I, I started working with Weathers Nation, worked out of the basement, uh, shipping our clothing uh, items to all kinds of different nations. So I was sending people or sending clothing to Jets Nation fans and Flames Nation and Canucks Army and all the, all the across the country and down into the States. And I did that for five hours a week. Uh, for a couple of months and then uh, the opportunity came around to to do a lot of work with hockey fights and and start to kind of take that over and uh yeah then you know as you do with a small a small company as we were uh back then you you just kind of wear hats for everything i've produced podcasts i've i've uh i've hosted travel events with with 50 people going down to las vegas I, I've gone to Germany and Sweden with uh, with the nation and and watched the Oilers over in Germany and Sweden. So it's a it's a pretty unbelievable ride that I've been on, and it just keeps going. And I I don't know when it stops, but we'll uh, we'll enjoy it until it's done. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of folks uh, who have worked for the nation just kind of end up getting on with it just through weird different lanes, especially before uh, things were bought out and we are now owned who by whomever we are owned by. I can't playmaker. Playmaker. Well, we I'm are, glad I know. We are the Playmaker family. Yeah, absolutely. You're right, and that's exactly it. And and so now that we have uh now that we have business daddy and business mommies over at Playmaker, uh they are making sure that we are we are good and tight and and ready to go and and they don't hire a lot of Dan we don't hire a lot of Dans off the the street at parties anymore. But but uh you know those those people do we do find them you know and and angus i don't know i don't i don't don't even know your story i'd love to hear your story at some point 
Yeah. Well, long and short is I, uh, I was a big fan of Oilers nation. Like I grew up in Alberta and, uh, moved out to Winnipeg, well, out to Manitoba six and a half years ago now. Um, so the, the Oilers nation was kind of my connection to home for a long time. And then, uh, I went to broadcasting school and I was just like that Wanye Gret seems like a cool guy to interview. He's got so many, ha- he's got his hands in every kind of jar that you can name. Like he's in restaurants, he's in Oilers nation doing all this kind of stuff. And I was like, I'll interview him three and a half hours later. And I had a great podcast with him and he's just like, Hey, you should write for jets nation. I was like, I don't like those jets a whole lot, but sure. Why not? I I want to work for Oilers nation. Like that's the dream, but uh, yep. you know, the whole pandemic's going on. So it's kind of hard to work for anyone right now. So that's fair. And you know what? Winnipeg fans are, are some of the best fans. I have, I have a, a small place in my heart for Winnipeg uh, early on early days in my time at the nation. Uh, we actually, we, we happened upon uh, a fan of the team that was that reached out to us through Jets Nation. This was back when I was running Jets Nation's Instagram and Twitter and everything. Uh, I'm just gonna try and hold it up there. Uh, Carter Jensen was his Jensen was his name, and uh, his friend. Uh, oh man, the name is escaping me right now, and I'm embarrassed. He's probably watching this and making fun of me because we hung out and watched the game. Uh, but but anyways, he reached out to us through Jets Nation, and and uh, his friend had been killed sadly in a car accident just before they were to. Uh, uh, be able to go to a Jets uh, home opener for the year previous. And so this was back, of course, in 2017, 2018. And so at the start of the year, uh, he reached out and asked if Jets Nation could help out with uh, with getting the word out about wanting to put this Carter jersey on a tour around the arenas in the NHL. And of course, I jumped on board with that right away. And uh, the Jets organization was absolutely wonderful. And I I, I get choked up even just thinking about it because they just they just they said no problem whatever you need as long as you can get here and so i myself and the jets nation managing editor at the time uh game time art art middleton uh we headed to winnipeg we drove 13 hours to winnipeg and slept over that night and then that morning we were up at the crack of dawn and they gave us a tour of the arena and we were to have met some players and met some management and and ownership uh but i believe that day nikolai ehlers signed a long-term contract and so they uh they kind of they ended up scrambling some of that stuff but then the president of the team gave two tickets to art and the gentleman that was with me. And I'm, I feel so awful that I can't remember his name right now. I'm looking at his face and I, it's just not, it's escaping <laughs> me and I'm embarrassed. So you but, guys, uh, well, I'm going to get you, I'll get you to edit it, his name in overwords afterwards. But, uh, but yeah, so I, so the jets organization jets fans, you, they all have a small place in my heart. And then uh, even at that time, back at the pint Winnipeg, I hosted a jets nation watch party. Nobody knew that they were there for the jets nation watch party, but I sure as shoot it so <laughs> oh yeah back to the time when winnipeg had the pint what a time yeah uh, it was uh yeah it was a great location great party spot but uh yeah unfortunately not there anymore nope uh so you guys really stuck to the bit of winnipeg doesn't have an airport you guys drew drove all 13 hours from edmonton to winnipeg I did. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. Hey, you guys, it would be nice if you guys could get an <laughs> airport at some point. I, Angus, we'd love to have you come back. But yeah. Uh, it's yeah, no, we just, just I don't know why we decided to do that. I guess it was just, uh, you know, it was an adventure and it was a lot of fun to be able to travel with art. And I had just started at the nation. So I was getting used to 
to uh, to working with my colleagues and getting to know all you guys. And so uh, for me with art, it was, you know, same kind of story with art. He had, he had, be, I think he had started even as a, as a Dallas stars fan and then came into the jets jets fandom and, and, or jets sphere, and then got a job writing for them. So it's uh yeah, jets fans, jets, the jets are a fun, they're a fun organization, a lot of, and a, just an organization that gets it. Yeah, they really do. It's uh, I've been a big fan, like since kind of moving over to watching the Jets and joining the Sphere. I was like, wow, this is a team I can really get behind. And the city of Winnipeg's just a gem. I love this city so much. So, well, that's I mean, you know, and you can speak to it better than I can. But you know, just in my small experience with Winnipeg, Winnipeg just feels like it's Edmonton. Like it, we we have some kind of there's some kind of symbioticness there, and that's why I think the airport joke has so much fun because we are just we are so similar. We're the northern teams. We're the teams that everybody just kind of forgets about for the most part. Yes, we've been g- gifted Gretzky and. Connor McDavid to really help bolster our uh, our repertoire but it's uh, I feel like the two cities are are pretty similar when the people when it comes to the people they genuinely are and yeah no I love Edmontonians I love my Winnipeggers like everybody it's it was a very seamless transition for me when I moved out this way so no regrets and also Edmonton doesn't have an airport. I mean, that's just, let's yeah. just get that out there. It's out in Leduc. That's why we think it's so funny to say other teams don't have them. Oh, I know. It's like I, when I got out here and I started making the joke, everyone's like, but Edmonton doesn't have the airport. I was like, yeah, <laughs> you're right. That's uh, the joke. That's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was Coombs who came up that with that, correct? Uh, yeah, if I had to give it to anybody, it would be Coombsy. We can't track it back any further than that, and I don't have the effort to anyway, so Coombsy gets it. Yeah, bless Coombsy for that one, because it's uh, it's confused a lot of folks out here, and they are genuinely well, pissed at Edmonton. And it's like a little brother-like relationship between the two cities. Yeah, that's exactly it. And you know what? Winnipeg should jump on board with our new one, or well, with Coombs' most recent one, uh, that Toronto doesn't have any Wendy's because Winnipeg does have Wendy's. Wow. Uh, yes, we are going to start spreading that rumor heavily. There's no Wendy's Perfect. in Toronto. <laughs> um, okay, so the state of uh, what, what's your thoughts on the state of fighting within the NHL right now? Are you happy with it or are you kind of whatever um, about it? It's. It's a complicated subject and it, it definitely like, you know, sitting here on a computer, uh, not being the one getting punched in the head or not getting punched in the head, you know, vice versa. Uh, it's easier for me to say than than those guys to do. I tend to leave it up to them to tell me what uh, what the you know, what the state of fighting is. But if I had to kind of give you a picture as to what's showing up on hockey fights uh, on a nightly basis the fights are still there. They're still happening, but they're different. And that's kind of the, that's kind of the sentiment that I've read throughout, you know, is that these fights are happening because of big hits. The fights are happening because, um, or because they're, I don't know, like it's not staged. It's just, it's just, they're not as high quality as whatever people used to, to think were high quality fights back then. I just think that, sports in general is cyclical in nature and so it ebbs and it flows you know you've sometimes you're going to have more fights sometimes you're not and then in those times that you don't have fights we look at the the injuries that happen 
be as a result of that quote unquote as you know as that as that debate rages on i i think that it's really important that that the players get to con- continue to have the main say in in the state of fighting uh going forward and and we as fans you know you just appreciate when the guys still do it and and they do it with an impact and and it makes a makes an impact on the game and an impact on their careers and and their outcomes yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. It's just uh, crazy how big of an impact fighting has still within hockey and just on a game to game basis. But like the longevity of some of these injuries from fighting. I mean, we've everyone's yeah. seen the violent ge- or should have seen the violent gentleman documentary. Like it's yeah. terrible. Yeah, it's, it, it's it's a tough business. Right. And it's and it's uh, it's one of those things that, you know, we we talk about wanting the referees and wanting the league to to be able to be the ones to police it. And I think that that's something that we've been begging for since the dawn of hockey was that, you know, the referees and the officials to be on top of everything. And it's just not possible the way that we have it currently structured. I don't know the answer to, you know, to fixing policing the game, but you watch, you know, a, a perfect example is what happened last night with Connor McDavid and, and Alex Edler, uh, you know, I don't necessarily think that Edler came in there with any kind of ill intent, but as a team, you can't have your star player getting having liberties taken on them. And so in that situation, back in the day, the sheriff would come out, the the Dave Semenko, I have I have him on my <laughs> shirt, would come out, the Marty McSorley would come out and they would deal with either Alex Edler or a teammate that Alex Edler would then have to answer to. And that's, that's, I know that that sounds barbaric and I know that that sounds just basic as all heck, but it just is the answer right now because suspensions don't do anything. Cause us, okay. So Alex Edler gets suspended for that knee and he plays the next two games or doesn't play the next two games against the Calgary flames and the Anaheim ducks. Wow, he really learned his lesson and he doesn't want to do that ever again to Connor McDavid. I just we're 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 past that point, I think, of suspensions being the answer and and two referees, two human beings on the ice being the answer. I don't know what the real answer needs to be, but I just know that the guys keep saying and the players that are playing the game keep saying that fighting is the way to do it. Yeah, fair enough. And I mean, yeah, anyone who knows actually plays hockey, not some fool like myself who just sits in my living room watching the fights and getting excited about it. Well, that's exactly it. And and I mean, I I I speak from experience. I just taught myself to skate last year at the age of 35. So I, you know, I'm not I am not the expert by any means. All I do is watch hockey fights all the time, day and night, all day, every day. But what do I know more than anybody else that I just have a platform and I just have I have the opportunity to talk to Angus on Jets Nation Radio. What what is it like to have the world's coolest job though? Well, it's uh it's a it's a fantastic job. It's a dream to be able to casually interact with these guys on a you know on a day-to-day basis. I get to talk to players just through DMs and and through Twitter, and then also, I mean, our coworkers. By the way, we work we work with some of the bigger names in in hockey fighting history with John Scott and Dre Jay Rosehill, and and the list just continues to grow, and it is going to continue to grow. By the way, there's a little bit of insider knowledge for you, so mm. it's 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 unbelievable the the experience that is living this life, being able to rub shoulders with these guys, 
Um, at the same time, it's a grind and, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a job just the same. And we have to, you know, we, we have to deal with uh, everything that comes at us. So it's, it's, you know, it, it's just a, it's a, it's an absolute blast. It's an absolute pleasure every day to wake up and just be able to talk and think hockey. That's yeah. the, that's the long and the short of it. And I get to be creative every day and I get to make people laugh, which is a ton of fun too. Yeah. Well, your, your memes on, uh, on the hockey fights, Instagram have just been just perfect lately. I've been loving them. Uh, well, so- hey, we, I appreciate that. And we do have, I, I have welcomed a new member to the, to the team, uh, over at hockey fights. Uh, we've had, we've had many contributors in the past, uh, when David Singer ran the website, he had a team of about six or seven people that were, were plugging in the leagues, uh, behind the scenes with him. Uh, that went down to one when I took over and it was myself and one other gentleman named Chili. Uh, Chili moved on this past summer and we welcome in Josh, uh, Josh from Oilers Nation. I don't know if Josh wants me to put out his full name. So I'll just say Josh from Oilers Nation. He's known as Post Cologne on social media. Oh. And uh, yes. And so Post Cologne will be joining the uh, is joining the mix. He's been clipping all of my AHL, CHL, all those fights. He's uh, he's the man behind the, the scenes there for me. And uh, and him and I together are, are going to become, a, I think, a, a, a nice little dynamic duo of, uh, of so hockey fight social media. And we're going to we're coming for those other teams. We've already passed the Florida Panthers, the Arizona Coyotes and the Ottawa Senators in social media following. Wow, you guys passed a Canadian team in social media following. Like that, <laughs> you guys are way cooler wow. than anything anyone else right now. <laughs> barely, barely a Canadian team. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I, I love I love Ottawa too. I think Ottawa is an absolute blast. And they have a fun team. That's a that is a team that I'm really excited to watch in the next couple of years. Yeah, they have been a few uh, they have been a fun team to watch when they're winning and not so fun when they're losing. But uh yeah, That's, the Ottawa yeah, Senators are enough. gonna be good in the next couple of years. Come on in, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, please. Uh, speaking of celebrities <laughs> and hockey, just like how big is like somebody like Hank Green, uh, Joe Rogan's talked about the NHL, and obviously Ryan Reynolds recently. Like, how much of an impact does this have on hockey? Yeah, I think hockey has uh, over the pandemic done a good job of really um, coming out of it with a plan to so to speak and and they've really executed on it before the pandemic uh, i'm i'm sure you remember uh you know i remember montreal the montreal canadians advertising for season ticket sales for the first time since like the 1920s i think it was during the great depression that was the last time they'd advertised before that so i mean hockey was hockey was in a bit of trouble hockey is in a lot of trouble i think behind the scenes and we've seen that with hockey canada hearings and all that good nonsense um but uh but i just think that hockey and the nhl has done a really good job and a really um you know they've they've shot their shot a lot i'm a, I'm a guy a big believer in taking your shots and and just getting those at bats in and you know i appreciate you saying that about hockey fights and the memes that i put out there but i have put out some really stupid stuff too and some people laugh at it most people hate on me for it but i just i just think that the nhl has put out some really stupid stuff recently but at least they're trying different stupid things yeah. and that's the that's the main that's the main message that i would say to the nhl and that's why they're getting the attention that they are getting yeah, I think the big thing right now is like the the Jets, they have a girl doing social media right now. She's, I don't know, maybe 23, 24 and just 
killing it with uh with what she's doing and uh looking at buffalo right now they've been doing these really absurd memes lately like uh i think kennedy described him as wanye yes yeah yes and then the arizona coyotes and the new jersey devils too the the social media accounts they seem to be some of them seem to be recognizing that there is there is a market for grittiness and there is a market for just instantaneous reaction that is just silly and it's just fun and we're having fun again as a sport which is i know it's dangerous to say but it seems like the sport might be having a little bit of fun again yeah well especially in the nhl north america has just been so boring and when like you went to europe to watch hockey what's the difference between north american fans and uh, european fans well, anytime anybody asks me this question, the first thing I say is the NHL is doing a piss poor job at their marketing over in Europe. The fact that when I was in Europe, they were I was there in Leon Dreisaitl's hometown and they sold out of Edmonton Oilers gear in the first period or the first two periods of the game against the Clone Sharks. Like to me, that's just, you know, yes, you've made your mistake there, but like this isn't the first time they'd gone to Europe and they were having that issue. So. Uh, to my European brethren and sisters, I I hear you and I keep that fact. Uh, when it comes to the fans in Europe, it's a different level of fandom and dedication. You you can't truly understand what it is to be a fan. And this, I say this as a fan of the Edmonton Oilers and I was watching their games at three o'clock in the morning in the 2006 playoff run. Uh, you can't truly be a fan of a team unless you're watching it while everybody else is sleeping. Mm-hmm. It just, there's a different kind of isolation. There's a different kind of like, I don't know. It's just a dedication that is just, it's beyond anybody unless you've experienced it. And so I really just, I have so much respect and adoration for our European fans and our, and our, on the other side of the pond too, our Asian and, and, and Australian and, and, you know, all those, all those countries, anybody that isn't watching the game at a normal, you know, work time, you, you've got a different level of dedication and a different level of fan there. I was in New Zealand for two and a half months and I was watching Oilers games at three o'clock in the afternoon. And it was just, it was the best a Saturday afternoon. Yes. And like, Oh, I'm going to have my beer and just sit out on the patio and enjoy the sun. And, and everything. everybody around you has no idea why you're like, you are, you're not, yeah. no clue as to the level that you are, but it's just, I don't know. There's just something so beautiful about that. There's something so poetic about it to see, to see that fandom. Yeah. I got in, I got in trouble a couple of times in New Zealand because I would show up to late uh, to work a little bit late because I'd stayed up till two, three, four <laughs> in the morning watching Team Canada do their thing when it was um right. Oh man, there that was go. a brutal Team Canada in 2018. But yeah, <laughs> I was all in on him. Hey, you gotta be. You gotta represent the country. Oh yeah. Well, getting uh, some New Zealand friends to watch curling that was absolute madness because they didn't ah, understand. Yeah, but uh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, the beautiful game. Oh, a huge game. Love curling, and I think <laughs> I got some New Zealanders into it. Um. Is there ever been a comment that you that stood out for you uh, just with people hating on hockey fights itself? Uh, yeah, I, I would be lying if I I would be lying if I didn't say I had a folder of, of comments that have been that have just been outrageous. Uh, the social media social media is full of some people that are just um, upset at the world and they're just unloading on you. And yeah. so, yeah, no, I I've definitely 
I've definitely heard some outrageous things. I'm trying to think if there's anything funny that comes to mind. That's no, not, not really. I just, I love when I love, like I get a small amount of, of like sick joy when the players will comment on our posts about their own fights. And they're like they're but it's not even just that they're commenting on it. It's that they like, they're giving adoration to the other guy, even 15 years later, or they're joking about, the stupid move that they made that ended up getting them knocked out. Like that kind of stuff is what like just really fills me with such pride to be able to be a part of something. I know I wasn't the person that created hockeyfights.com. That is David Singer. And I will thank him till the end of time for, for, you know, entrusting the nation network with this property. And, you know, in, in fact, you know, through that entrusting it to me, um, it's been a it's been an absolute blast and so yeah i would say for sure when the players are interacting with my content or our content and they are giving giving props to each other or ribbing each other for different things yeah i assume it's a big day when you see one of those blue check marks show up as following you now well you know for us it's it's become a kind of old news angus we're pretty used to it by now no uh. it's uh, it's always it's always a blast we have we have fun and now josh uh josh coming in and giving some of the the younger the younger crew the and and the the less experienced too with the ahl um some more exposure we are going to be tagging more of those guys and so we will be giving more and more people a platform and, and more and more people a place to show off. And, you know, at least, you know, it, you, you, you see these guys and, and you say that they're throwing caution to the wind and, and they're going, you know, going forward, even knowing what we know now. Um, and it shouldn't be all for naught in my opinion. And so, you know, not it, hockey fights for, for everybody but hockeyfights.com is available to anybody. And so it's, it's, that's, uh, that's what I would always like hockey fights to be. And, and I hope it always stays around, whether it's with me or, or the next person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, the day it ever, if it ever gets shut down is going to be a very sad day for me. I, I don't well, know how many hours I won't be, I won't be at the company. They'd have to take it from my cold, <laughs> dead hands, but uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's. I don't see it going anywhere anytime soon because the reality is, if fighting does go out of the game, like so many say it will, uh, you know, you're gonna have hockeyfights.com to be able to come back and watch that stuff on. So yeah, and it's uh, it's always gonna be there. Uh, I said the exact same thing with Jets Nation. They took it away for about two months, and then I was like, you know what? I'll just do it for free. This is I, I miss my yeah, I missed my That's... Jets Nation. That's incredible. Yeah. Hey, man, if you love something and you really want to work at it, like I've always wanted to work for the Nation Network. So I said, I'll do whatever it takes. So this is this Amen. is where we're at. Um, if there is there an NHLer that you would like to go have dinner with? Ooh, that's uh, yes, there is. There's so many for sure. Um, I've always I've always really been fascinated by uh, the mind behind Curtis Gabriel. Um uh, former former NHLer now now retired he just retired from pro hockey this uh this past offseason just a really uh just a really interesting fellow off of the ice uh for me for most of the people I don't I don't like I don't I don't like to meet my heroes per se um I'm a I'm a believer in you know you you just leave that kind of leave that to mystery and believe that that most of them are uh, you know just exactly what you believe them to be uh but uh yeah so I I would say like if I had to go back I would love to and this is a this is just a 
an Oilers fan geeky note. I would love to have had a chance to meet Dave Semenko. Fair. Okay. Uh, I, I, on a hypothetical with that one, then if you got to have that opportunity, where would you take him for dinner in Edmonton? Oh, well, if I'm being a good company man, because they are a wonderful partner of ours, uh, I would go to Soho here in Edmonton. But uh, if Soho was, you know, packed as it usually is, uh, I will say, oh man, I think I'd have to take him to meet and uh, off just off White Ave, and him and I just crush the entire the entire barbecue menu while we shoot the shoot the breeze over over some steaks. Yeah, a White Ave classic. If you're going out to Edmonton, go stop at Meat. It's well worth it. Also, Little Brick, so that way I can promote the company too. Yep. There you go. Good go get your coffee person. from and Little Dog Brick. Patch. <laughs> and Dog Patch. Yeah, you got three restaurants to go. go. This is where you want to go for your Edmonton reviews. <laughs> yep. Uh, have you? Uh, what's been your favorite memory of being in the building for something big during a hockey game? Uh, well, that's a that is a great question, and it's one of my favorite stories. Uh, so when I was younger, my we just couldn't afford tickets at the time, and so we would get gifted tickets every once in a while. And the gentleman that used to do the Saturday morning cartoon show on CTV uh, Edmonton, he so it was like he was like a children's cartoon hero uh he lived at the end of my street and so he ended up getting tickets all the time and one time he gave us tickets to a sharks and oilers preseason game and uh i'll never forget it because igor ulanov tried to kill a guy uh he like swung his stick at the guy's head and got an intent to injure penalty which i didn't know was a penalty at the time and i just thought that was the greatest thing as a kid it's like oh they can actually try to hurt each other in this game i'm in and uh and then i also i will always remember jason arnett at the, i think it was the end of the second period just after igor ulanov had gotten this this uh intent to injure penalty arnett young rookie Arnett just flips the bird skating backwards off the ice. And I just, <laughs> and I'm a little kid. I'm, you know, I couldn't have been six or seven years old and there I am. I'm also tossed up my double, <laughs> my double salute to the, to the San Jose sharks. And I was all in from that moment on. I was, I was hooked. So yeah, that, that would be my, my favorite memory for sure. Oh, that's a, that's a beauty right there. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> No, there, and the best part is, is there's no, there's no camera, there's no recordings of this whatsoever because it was preseason, so they can't even doubt me. You just have to find the game sheet. Yeah, you just have to believe in it. Uh, is there yeah. a moment in hockey that you haven't seen that you're like, wow, I wish I had seen that one live? Um, I wish I had been in Edmonton for the Heritage Classic for sure. I wish I really that was one that I, I, I'm excited, and I've heard the rumor is is that we're getting one. Uh, possibly next year Ooh. in Edmonton. Um, and so I'm really fingers crossed that I can uh, put together a couple of mortgage payments and get that. But uh, yeah, I would say that one for sure. And then I always have regrets uh, living in Halifax. I was working as a bouncer at the time and I really should have just gotten a credit card and maxed it out and gone to Carolina for the, for one of the 06 final games. Cause silly me i told myself at the time i was like ah 
This is this is just one of many. We're we're gonna be right back here, no problem. We got Chris Pronger, that's an automatic. We've got Michael Pekka, he's automatic. Dwayne Rollison's gonna be back and healthy. This team is fine. So I sold myself on it being just fine. And oh boy, did that one come back to bite me in the butt. Yeah, what are we at? Year 17 of waiting for the Oilers to get back to the Stanley Cup final. Angus, Angus, <laughs> I can turn off this Zoom at any time. You can. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, hey man, I've been waiting for my Stanley Cup for just as long, so. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, I, I bled copper and blue for many, many years, so. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. I had my hey. fallout with the Oilers and I stand where I stand. Respect. I, yeah. uh, you know what? I, I, I am a, I'm a firm believer in like, especially when I'm at, when I'm at Oilers games in interacting with the other team's fans. I think that, I think that everybody should be encouraged to be at anything they want, being a fan of whoever the hell they want, because at the end of the day, your money cash is just the same as mine and keeps the lights on. So yeah, it's it's uh, I I I just I don't care. Like I love to have banter with other fans. I think that that's the spice of life. But at the end of the day, I don't hate you because you hate the Edmonton Oilers. That's just silly. I yeah. don't. I I have nothing. I have nothing. No bearing or any weight in any boardroom at OEG. So until that day happens, I don't have any personal <laughs> identity with this team. Yeah. Oh. Fair enough. I mean, like I, I've met some of the best fans when I've been the away fan. So I've gone to both yep. Calgary and uh, Winnipeg at being an Oilers fan. And man, I've met some of the nicest people. And uh, like Ryan's the, the game that I went to in uh, Calgary as an Oilers fan, Ryan Smith scored two goals. The Edmonton Oilers won two nothing. Guy bought me a beer. It was fantastic. Like I was just like, oh, Calgary fans are, fans are that bad. They're really nice, actually. So. Yeah, I think I think I've only really ever had an issue with. Well, I I will say I was in Montreal and I was I was pretty I, I was in pretty deep into Montreal territory, um, and I was celebrating pretty heavily, and I did get told quite a bit that I was too much um, in in some not so pleasant ways. Uh, but that's you know it is what it is, and that's you have fun with that. Oh yeah, but, yeah. It's, uh, I, the only time the only time I've really ever had issues with people from other fan bases is at Oilers games, like after a win, and I feel it's because they've been like just getting attacked and attacked and attacked. I, I recently had an issue with a couple of Penguins fans, and I was kind of surprised. Like I said, like you guys have had it so good for so long, I don't understand the upset. But then you remember that they're just taking it at like left, right, and center from all the other fans around them, and so they're just kind of, you know, they're just they're outbursting. It's it's uh, it is what it is. Yeah, uh, you guys have done like a couple trips down to Vegas. Like, how have those been? Uh, being like a whole swarm of Oilers fans at, deep in Vegas territory. It's pretty unreal. It's uh, I I tell people I tell people all the time like you, as long as you're around people that you share a commonality with, you're kind of your friends to begin with, and that's just what these trips are. Every time we've been so lucky to have you know never have an issue, never have any problems. Everybody is just an absolute riot of a good time, and and the the other teams fans and the other teams businesses and the other cities they get it you know we went down to nashville um last year just close to the end of the 
close to the end of the season. And we brought 20, 20 Oiler fans or some, I think it was 17 Oiler fans down with us. And, and we had an absolute blast down there. We put on a party and we put out the call to Oiler fans and over a hundred Oiler fans showed up to this bar in Nashville to watch them play the game before. And so, I mean, it's just hockey fans are the best. I, I surround myself with Oiler fans. And so I love Oiler fans, but you know, it, we we're we're learning. I think with the Oiler fans, what what it is to be a to be a diehard, and we're gonna start to be able to extrapolate that out to the other nations. And I'm so excited. I'm hopeful. I'm really hopeful for the ability to next year be able to put on even like a Flames Nation trip somewhere and just start to kind of get that uh, get that travel stuff going everywhere because I I just I really do believe that we are we are we all we all do share a commonality even if it is you know Oiler fan versus Jets fan we do share a commonality in being hockey fans and we can bond over that or we can be mad about that but people really choose to bond over that on these trips yeah well and like just you uh like I've traveled the world and I've worn a McDavid jersey uh through Australia, New Zealand, and man, the amount of Canadians I'll come up to, oh, whereabouts are you from? You're from Edmonton, right? And just, you end yeah. up having that commonality of just being Canadian. And this is like, yeah, that's the only reason I wear yeah. this is like just to be a beacon of Canadian to somebody that right. needs it. So yeah, you know. I, I went to, I went to Oktoberfest. The only time I've ever been off the North American content was to go follow the Oilers over to, uh, over to Germany and then into Sweden. And I went to Oktoberfest and I wore my McDavid jersey inside those tents and the number, the sheer amount of people that first of all, you know, knew who McDavid was, which was astounding. And then the second of all, for all those fans, like you said, and all those people that just recognize that as a piece of home. And so they came running over to talk to a Canadian about our, you know, our commonalities that we had. It was an absolute blast. Yeah. And especially talking commonalities of being across the country. I mean, like good old Alberta, you're rough and tumble. And then just talking to somebody out from Nova Scotia or um, Vancouver Island. It's like, yeah, we're all the same out here. We just, just a little bit different, but yeah, it's all the same. We're all Canadian. Uh, yep, that's exactly I it. I love it. Uh, it's, you also had like basically the first reverse retro Oilers jersey without really knowing yeah. it. Uh, how how did it feel to be like, wow, I kind of half came up with that design and they just followed suit? Yeah, it's it's weird. It's uh, I've I I said it last night when they finally ava- unveiled it. It's to me, I've never seen I've never seen anybody wear the same jersey that I did. It was available to literally anybody that could find it, but it was it was deep within the the annals of a of a website that I won't give won't give clout to on Jets Nation Radio, um, but but from China and yeah, so like you know full disclosure when I was going through when I would go to games last year at Rogers Place wearing it, I was getting stopped by suits, uh, you know, walking around the concourses asking me where I had gotten that from because. I'm guessing they were curious as to how they saw that on a boardroom window or on a boardroom wall. Then now it's being worn by some random guy in their stadium. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it's, it was a neat experience. It was a fun experience. It was really funny because uh, we, we actually took a trip down to Calgary. We hosted uh, 20 Oiler fans uh, at the battle of Alberta there at the end of, uh, at the end of October. And uh, I wore it in in Calgary and the reactions down there were really fascinating. Most Flames fans enjoyed it, 
a lot of them were confused because I have uh, I have Moss on the back of it uh, for Joey Moss. The long I know you know this, but your listeners may not. Uh, the uh, the longtime locker room attendant of both the Edmonton Oilers and the Edmonton Elks uh, CFL team, and uh, and so a lot of a lot of uh, barely a CFL team. Yes, Angus, I know it's <laughs> it's barely at this point, but uh, but they are in fact still in the league. Uh, but anyways, he he's a he's a hero of mine uh, for what he was able to overcome and what he was able to really just kind of establish for here in the city. And so uh, yeah, so yeah, it was it was a lot of fun to wear that jersey all over the place and and confuse a lot of people and get a lot of stares and and that kind of thing. But I'm also excited that everybody else now has it and they can enjoy it as well too. Yeah, sorry. It's been it's been hard to be an Elks fan for the last couple of years being here in Winnipeg. So <laughs> Yeah. Hey, I I I totally get it. I I actually stopped watching the team for a little bit over some Joey Moss stuff. And uh I, I'm I'm back now, but uh but it's 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 a long road back to the top when you're when you're at the bottom like we are and yeah, and we sure as shoot are at the bottom right now. But hey, back to back to back, baby. Grey Cup can come back go. here. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. So uh, what is the best reverse retro in your opinion in the NHL right now? Um, I think I would, oof, without having them in front of me, I would have to say this year I like, uh, I like, did LA did a purple and gold one, right? This, yes. That's this season's, I believe not last so. year. Anytime LA does anything with purple and gold, I, I'm i all in because I'm a big believer in teams not wearing blue, red, and white. Sorry, but uh, but those are the three those are the three colors that are just or well white and black are not really colors, but I just I find that those are the colors that are just too common in this league. So I actually really like the Dallas Stars jersey. If I had to pick one of the the batch, I would say Dallas was the was the neatest looking for me. Craziest jersey out there has to be the Tampa Bay Lightning one, though. That was that is. That is something else. I remember those graphics from when I used to watch the news in the in my childhood. So yeah, we're, we're seeing it on a jersey. Yeah, that was a that was a bit of a bizarre one for sure. And uh, yeah. but but respect <laughs> respect them for trying it. And the same thing with the Ducks last time with the uh, with the goalie the goalie duck or what a dark wing duck or yeah. whatever his name is coming out of the ice it was or wild wing that's his name yes uh wild wing coming out of the ice there you know have some fun with it have a laugh about it and then move on pretty much yeah <laughs> um shoot i had some oh um sorry uh going back to the days that uh, you've lost like a significant amount of weight within the last few years correct i have yeah. yes so and, and it's been a cool journey to watch yeah, thank you. It's uh, it started out. I was a pretty big guy. Um, always have been. Was you know was called every name in the book in elementary school and junior high. Uh, never let it ever hold me back. Always was a person that would show up to play ball hockey with you or play football or whatever. Yeah, sure. I was wheezing on the sideline after my shifts, but I was there and doing it. Um, but I decided to make a change uh back in 2018 so started actually in 2017 with the winnipeg jets funny enough you guys beat us in a game and here at rogers place uh three to nothing and, and confident person that i am in the edmonton oilers i said no problem this team 
this this much talent, they're going to be back in the winning column, no problem, no time. So when we lost to you guys, I think we were three games below 500. I said I would wear shorts until the Oilers were above 500 again. Well, cut scene two, the next season, uh, <laughs> Oilers Nation actually told me to stop wearing shorts because I uh, it was becoming a risk and a liability and a gimmick that they just weren't on board with anymore. So uh, so I transitioned from the shorts, wearing the shorts after every loss or wearing the shorts until the Oilers won again uh, into running after every loss for the Edmonton Oilers. And, uh, and so I had this weird math algorithm where you know the depending on the number of losses plus the number of games below 500 they were or above 500 i would run that many kilometers and uh i ended up having to run over 200 kilometers the first year uh when all was said and done and then the year after that i think it was even worse because i had upped my my multipliers and i think i ended up running about 300 kilometers the year after that so it it's well, and, and so I say running and I use running as a very liberal term. When I started doing this, I started in Gothenburg, Sweden, after we lost the New, New, New Jersey Devils in game one of the 2018 season. Uh, and I ran a kilometer in 13 minutes. So like that tells you how out of shape, how bad it was. And it's just been a tough slog ever since. And it's a, it's a, a message anytime anybody ever asks me what what my trick is there is no trick it, that's that's silly and and i love you for trying to find the you know the the golden ticket but it's just it just doesn't exist and the way to do it for me has been just trying to make positive adjustments to my life one percent at a time every day and it's worked uh i went i started it we I talked to my doctor actually just about a month ago. Uh, I started this journey at about 450 pounds. And I currently, as I'm speaking to you, sit at 269 pounds. Nice. So, yeah. So it's a, it's a pretty unbelievable uh, kind of thing to look back on now. Uh, you don't, I don't think you even really, I, I can honestly tell you, I didn't really notice anything until even just this last year. Uh, you know, you're, you're still kind of, you're, you're always, always your worst own critic. Right. And, and, uh, and one of the things I really had to work on was my self speak and the way that I, the way that I talk to myself about, um, about everything that I do, uh, you know, I, I micro analyze, I analyze a lot of things that I do in my day-to-day -day basis. And I beat myself up. I was, I was a 10 round George the rock, Dave Samanko, Tiger Williams, put them all together. And that was me against myself every night. And uh, so I started working on that and I started working on, you know, just to stopping myself and catching myself when I was doing that stuff and really celebrating just small victories hey you know what i ran thir a 13 kilometer or 13 minute kilometer yesterday and my next kilometer was 12 minutes and 53 seconds that's fucking phenomenal you know like that little bit of a a, a move a move towards the right direction is all you need and the next run if it's a little bit worse i don't beat myself up because of that either and it's just a case of making sure you kind of keep yourself on that even keel and, and keep going forward. And yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been an absolute blast. And I, I love, obviously you can hear it in my voice. I love talking about it and, and I can talk until I'm blue in the face, but uh, if anybody hears this and they would like to reach out, I would be 
more than happy to talk to you anytime day or night if you if you want tips advice you just want somebody in your corner that's backing you up i you know i'm lucky enough to have the following that i do on social media and the interaction with those followers that i do um and i i'd love to be able to do that for other people as well yeah like i like when i said you're one of the nicest guys on the internet i genuinely mean it because it's like your your instagram is have a nice day or something like that and it's just very universal <laughs> well just like oh i will have a good day yeah so. i i just i just think that there's just there's life is too exhausting to be angry and frustrated all the time and don't get me wrong i get angry and frustrated all the time but i try to just kind of you know let it slough off and move on to the next thing and like i said when it comes to myself and it comes to my own kind of personal growth it's just one percent every day get a little bit better. And if it doesn't happen today, it'll sure as shoot happen tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Man, I love that. That's uh, puts a big old smile on my face. Okay, final question for you. If you were to start an NHL franchise with McDavid or Dreisaitl, who would it be? Oh, I mean, you can't, you can't not say Connor McDavid at this point. The man is... He shows this year, he's showing this year that he can do more. Every year we ask the question, is this all that Connor McDavid has to offer? <laughs> and the the answer is a resounding, no, you're an idiot if you think that, because he's just unbelievable. I I sat on our podcast during the uh during the the law or the COVID shortened uh season preview, and I said, Connor McDavid's getting 100 points, and all of my co hosts laughed at me, they mocked me openly. And sure as shoot, I was wrong. Connor got 105 points that year, so <laughs> you know, it's it's uh, it's it's unbelievable. It's it's uh, I don't know, it's just uh, yeah, it's a blast, yeah. Oh man, yeah, love watching McDavid highlights, uh, even not being an Oilers fan, you can't deny that that guy has an unbelievable talent. And there's another kid named Connor who's coming up behind him. Who's going to make McDavid look bad. Well, that's Hey, that's, that's the, that's the rumor. Hey, eh? it's, 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 it's pretty shocking when you think after McDavid, we've had, we've had some pretty big hype trains coming into the draft. Alex Lefrenier is one that just is enigmatic to me. It's, it's a shocking thing to look at still. And now you look at what's going on in Seattle with Connor or with the, uh, Shane Wright and and the dramatics there and and Montreal with Slavovsky. So it's just yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's the drafts are a fascinating thing too. They really are. And like the, I thought McDavid was going to be a big bust back in the day, and I was like, I I want that Jack Eichel guy. He's he's the ticket to the Oilers' success. <laughs> well, you know, I I again I have to toot my own horn because at the start of the season I said Jack Eichel I think is going to be in that heart conversation and. The Vegas Golden Knights are are absolutely running away with our division, and, and nobody outside of myself saw that. And you know, it's I don't know, it's just it, Jack Jack's Jack. I believe was a victim of what is Buffalo, you know, and and just like there's players in Edmonton that were victims of what is Edmonton during the decade of darkness. Sometimes you just get thrown into a vortex and there's nothing that you can do about it. And you look at, I mean, you look at the way things ended for Jack. I mean, that was, 
that was some absolute asinine behavior by that Buffalo Sabres organization towards the end, in my opinion, uh, you know, not letting a human being get a medical procedure done. Like I, anyways, uh, we don't need to go deep into that, but I just, I, I hope for all the best for Jack. I just hope it's not at the expense of the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. Yeah. Really just keep Vegas <laughs> from winning. Cause I don't want to see him in the third round. Yeah, they, exactly, they yeah. made the Jets look real sloppy there. So, um, where can we find you on social media in case f- folks aren't following you just yet? Well, if if you don't follow me on Twitter and Instagram, it's at the Danalytic. Uh, and then I guess that's pretty much it. I'm on TikTok, uh, but TikTok hates hockey fights. So Dan hates TikTok. So that's <laughs> uh, that's kind of the, the deal there. But you can look me up there at the Danalytic. And then if you ever do, yeah, if you ever want to reach out, you can always reach out to me at Hockey Fights or on, on Oilers Nation's social medias as well excellent well thank you so much for your hour dan and uh yeah well i look forward to talking to you and hopefully meeting you sometime in the future absolutely angus it's always a pleasure and anytime my friend excellent talk to you soon